You are listening to the Pro Ecclesia podcast from the Truett Church Network. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Welcome, friends. Today, wherever, whenever you are listening to the Pro Ecclesia podcast uh, with the Truett Church Network of Truett Seminary and Baylor University, we are happy today to have uh, a friend internal to Truett in the building join us, Dr. Dustin Vinnick who is the director uh, of the program for the Future Church and a visiting assistant prep professor of practical theology. Dr. Benick, Dustin, welcome. Good to be here, Matt. Love the Truett Church Network. Looking forward to this conversation. Oh, me too. And this is going to be one of a couple conversations we have uh, with Dustin, one on the program for the future of church, which is what we're talking about now, and then a second conversation coming next week on his book, newly released, uh, Adaptive Church. So more to come on this. These will overlap a little bit. But today we really want to talk about this program for the future church. If you pay attention to Truett and Truett uh, social media, Truett emails, things going on, you may have heard some about this program for the future church. It's fairly newly launched, so it's likely you don't know a ton about it. And so we wanted to give opportunity to share a little bit about that today, learn a little bit about it, mm-hmm. and how your church might benefit from this both short-term and long-term. Um, so, Dustin, um, we'll do on our next visit a little bit about you personally, but right. we'll focus this more on the program for the future church. Fantastic. Tell us how, how this sort of came about. Yeah, so the program for the future church is something that is grounded in the day-to-day lives of uh, local church leaders and their communities. Um, and one of the things we recognize um, in the early stages uh, of 2021 is that the landscape that surrounds mission and ministry is changing. Uh, we've all known that for a long time, like those of us who were raised in churches or part of church culture know that the landscape is changing in, in some pretty fundamental ways. We feel it in our bones, Matt, and we felt it in our bones for a long time. But how we respond wasn't quite as clear. Yeah. Uh, but in the great unraveling of the pandemic, we recognized that there was an opportunity to do something together that we couldn't do separately. So uh, we uh, established the program for the future church in the summer of 2021 as a collaborative community that pilots solutions for the emerging pressing challenges facing the church. Uh, This was originally co-founded with my friend and colleague, Dr. Angela Burrell, um, and it's envisioned as this this collaborative community where collaboration is really at the heart of it. Because if there's anything that we wanna say about the future of the church, it's that we're better together and the future of the church will be more collaborative. Okay, so a collaborative community that pilots solutions for emerging and pressing challenges facing the church. So we're literally reading off the website as we kind of break that down, kind of break that down, right? A good sort of mission statement has components and each word means something. So when you say the future of the church is inherently collaborative, Mm -hmm. kind of what do you, what do you, churches partnering together, people what do you what do we mean by that? Yeah, collaboration in its fullest form and also collaboration that is thoroughgoingly theological. Okay. Uh, one of the things I, I really appreciate about um, Truett and Baylor more generally in my time here is how it um, grounds its life in some understanding of a life together. Mm, yeah. I oftentimes heard here this described as drawing wisdom from uh, Bonhoeffer's life together and that broader tradition. Yeah. And there's a way in which we can read Bonhoeffer's life together where uh, it's a model for a collaborative community mm. where Bonhoeffer's trying to articulate in slightly different language, but with a theological yeah. vision, what it looks like to order a life together where there's a meaningful space for mm. collaboration, partnership, mission and ministry 
all in light of reality and possibilities of God. Okay. So that's what we mean when we talk about a collaborative community. Uh, when we talk about piloting solutions, yeah. uh, one of the things we're particularly hopeful and excited about for the future of the church is that there's an opportunity to innovate in creative and faithful ways mm. um, that actually resource and elevate all of our communities of faith. Yeah. But in order to do that, we have to take some chances. We have to take some risks. We have to, to pilot solutions. We have to be a little bit more adaptive church, as we'll talk about next yeah. week. Um, and we have to do so in a way that's trying to, to try on some of these solutions, take some chances, and we want to be a part of that. Okay. Um, the next thing is we're mindful that um, there's a lot of challenges, complex challenges. We don't want to sidestep that. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take a long and hard look at these challenges that faith leaders and their communities of faith, faith face, acknowledge that, honor that, and then try to do some good work together in response to those. So uh, give us kind of a glimpse. I know it's early on. This is Lilly Grant funded, which is, is worth mentioning, um, which we're very thankful for at Truett, our partnership, and at Baylor, our partnership with Lilly through the years. Um, yeah, give us a glimpse of kind of what's what's in the What's in the hopper? What's being worked on? What kind of the long-term hope for it is? Sure, yeah. sure. So um, the, the work of the programs anchor around a number of, of key pillars. Uh, we talk about this as a pillar for, for leadership, uh, particularly a commitment to collaborative leadership, um, also a commitment to uh, youth and emerging adults. So if there's any future for the church, uh, it also has to include the next generation. Yeah. So we are wanting to listen and learn from the next generation as we're developing this work. Um, also a commitment to pedagogy. Uh, so this is a pillar that grounds our work. Uh, we are housed at a seminary. And we wanna be master teachers that curate uh, transformative environments. Uh, and then the fourth pillar is the pillar of lived experience. Um, and this captures all the, all the complex realities that we face in, face in mission and ministry. Things like crisis, things like mental health, things like economic disparity, things yeah. like questions of belonging. We're trying to understand these investigate them, and then build resources out of them. Okay. Uh, so all the resourcing we're doing are anchored around these pillars uh, in various ways. So what's in the pipeline and what's emerging is we've recently launched a first resource uh, that was co-designed with some friends and colleagues across the country. Uh, and it's a resource tool around the economic challenges faith communities face. Okay. It's called Where to Start, Leading in a Shifting Landscape. Uh, it's co-designed with uh, friends at various institutions and also sponsored by the Lake Institute on Faith and Giving. Okay. Uh, we're starting to convene people in these collaboratories, which are these uh, learning communities that are gathering around these complex challenges. We've done some recent work around belonging. We're going to do yeah. some additional work around collaborative leadership. We're also offering these subgrants. Uh, yeah. We're about to off announce the first round of subgrants where we've given uh, resources to Truett faculty to begin to do empirical work that's rooted in our local communities that's trying to pilot these solutions. Okay. Um, and then we're also beginning to um, develop these research hubs that will provide opportunities for Truett students, local pastors, community members to gather in this collaborative community around some of these pressing challenges. Uh, okay. So it's a really exciting time in the program. Yeah. Um, after listening for about a year, we're starting to go public in some more yeah. um, exciting ways. And we're really excited about where this will grow and what we'll learn. So I heard kind of four main areas. We have the the resources you provided on sure. on what economic challenges in churches. Mm -hmm. I think is how you phrased it. Co laboratories or collaboratories. I emphasize the co. I don't know why I did that. Um, the sub grants and then research hubs. So can you break those down and kind of give us, uh, particularly for the pastors, the non academics listening, 
what that may not be the most uh, native language that, yeah. that pastors work in. Um, so like the resource on economic challenges, what is, what's that look like? How, how's that access? Is that accessible? Yeah, it's yeah. freely available online. Okay. Um, it should shortly be available on, on Truett's website um, and through the program. So that's something where we want to create a, a resource hub for yeah. those things. Um, you know, Truett isn't the only resource hub. There's yeah. a number of other great resource hubs out there. We just want to be one of them. Yeah. So we'll have a number of resources available on our website and pastors are, are welcome to, yeah. to visit it there. Um, it's organized around a number of, of questions um, that pastors and community leaders might be facing. Like, what do I do about my building? Yeah. Um, how do I um, develop new giving pipelines? Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between um, a grant and a gift? You know, these types of, yeah. of questions that yeah. pastors and ministry leaders may be facing and yeah. may have a sense that they feel they need new resources, but really only have the question at this point. Yeah. So we organize it around these questions, and then we actually link these questions to other resources. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a number of other good resources out there already. Yeah. But oftentimes we can't find our way to the resources yeah. if we don't first know how to ask the right question. Yeah. So kind of simple entry-level questions that get you as deep as you may want to go right, into right, right, more right. resources. Yeah. yeah. And I don't at all want to, yeah. to diminish the complexity of these challenges faith leaders yeah. face because. You know, they're they're entry level in the sense that they're on yeah. the ground. Yeah. Uh, but they're very complex questions yeah, yeah. that yeah. are very, very personal. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things we wanted to be mindful as we're developing yeah. this is that um, the challenges and crises we all face yeah. are deeply personal because it's our families, yeah. our lives, our communities, our congregations. And we care yeah. deeply about these spaces. And when they're unstable in any form, it can be really destabilizing yeah. for us and for our people. Yeah, that's great. And and give us a glimpse of what a collaboratory is. I, that's one of the things I'm excited about watching how they, they come about and have participated in just a bit of one, but give, give us kind of a glimpse of what that looks like. Yeah, so a collaboratory is an intentionally convened gathering of individuals and communities um, that represent different perspectives on a shared challenge or crisis. Um, so one that we're planning right now would be the challenge of collaborative leadership. Yeah. We all know that collaboration is needed for the future of a church. We don't always know how to collaborate together. Yeah. We know we need to do it. Yeah. But many of us were trained uh, possibly in seminary or other spaces in ways that taught us to work alone yeah. instead of to work together. So we're going to gather individuals who have different perspective and expertise on this question of collaborative leadership. Yeah in ways that can help us understand it and then develop resources. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll have opportunities for um, more intimate gatherings, for um, conversation, investigation, and then uh, more general gatherings. So one of the things people can do as they're interested in the program is look for more information about an upcoming yeah. conversation about collaborative leadership. That should be coming out in the next few months. You yeah. can find that on our newsletter. We just launched um, a newsletter called Field Notes for the Future Church. Yeah. Uh, so check that out, subscribe. That would be the greatest, greatest way to find more information about opportunities to join one of our collaboratories. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, I think a lot of us that uh, lead in the present church can get frustrated with talk of the future church because it feels condemning. And I know even in my 20 something years of ministry, you've been hearing about sort of the death of the big steeple church mm, forever. Right. And yeah, it's doing pretty well. It's doing about as well as it was 20 years ago sure. in some areas, at least in the South and other, a lot of the areas where our people are listening. I think it's important to, to point out for those who may like, oh, okay, future church, um, 
it's not a judgment on the current church. It's um, mm -hmm. how do we work with current churches now to aim for a healthy future? How do we take where we are now? Yeah. And that is, I think, a helpful, helpful distinction sometimes. I do know with pastors, anything that smacks the future from the beginning, uh, maybe outside of Leonard Sweet, <laughs> you just sort of go, yeah. oh, okay, okay, yeah. we'll see how this goes, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's, uh, I think that's helpful yeah. too, that this is made and, and hopefully designed to benefit real churches today. That's um, right. Yeah. And so, so on that point, um, for, you know, we're situated here in Waco, Texas, you live in Waco, obviously Truett has a much broader bandwidth than just Texas and beyond, but that's kind of the, the center of the circle. For, for real churches, uh, real pastors that we can access, you know, wherever they may be, mm. um, how, how does this benefit them? How might y'all serve pastors and churches in the upcoming season? Or if a church pastor wants to learn more, what are some things y'all are offering for them? Yeah, of course. Thanks, Matt. So, so I would say a few things. Um, first, we want to learn from you. Um, like you said, Matt, this uh, is not offered in any way that's um, offering uh, a critical appraisal of the current church or current church leaders. It's actually offered an abundance of care. Yeah. An abundance of hope. Yeah. Uh, I care deeply about local ministry leaders and the challenges they face. And I'm really hopeful about the future of the church. Yeah. Both of those are true at the same time. And because of that, we've tried to, to incubate and create this environment um, that can be an innovation hub yeah. and a resource hub that can support both current uh, and future church leaders yeah. and congregations. So to that end, we want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear from local church leaders uh, about the challenges you face um, and the joys that you face in ministry. Um, if you'd like to write us, you can reach us at pffc at baylor.edu. That's pffc at baylor.edu. We love to hear from you. Send us an email. Um, tell us about the challenges and joys you face in mission and ministry, and that will feed into our process. Um, you can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we'd love to uh, feature some of the work that you're doing there every week or every month. We try to feature some of the local stories of, of lived communities. We'd love to celebrate the work that you're doing in mission ministry. Um, you can access our resources. Uh, you know, the first one be the Where to Start Guide. Uh, that's freely available online. You can also grab a copy of Adaptive Church, uh, which kind of intellectually feeds into some of this as well. And we'll talk more about that next week. And then you can also join, you know, one of our programs. Uh, and there'll be more opportunities to join those over the coming weeks and months. Well, that's great. And I hope those listening kind of can hear that. There will be multiple points of connection uh, with this um, in, you know, in the coming months and years as it gets launched and moves forward uh, with uh, sort of gathering breadth in depth, yeah, both yeah. Um, getting anything launched from from nothing <laughs> uh, from the ether is, is quite a big lift. And it's exciting to see this. Uh, getting traction in its uh, what second year now I guess kind of where we are yeah, of the grant just over two years which is uh, again a, a good timeline for that it is time goes on uh, well Dustin thanks for joining us today thanks for your work um, mm -hmm. in the program and at Truett and among churches again uh, tune in join us next week when uh, we'll visit about Dr. Bennett's book Adaptive Church and learn more about that just practically how this all so, sort of comes together and one of the key resources being offered right now. Thanks so much, Matt. And one more thing for uh, folks in the True Church Network, um, know that I'd love to listen and learn from you. Uh, and if there's any way that I can come visit, uh, come share a little bit about what's happening in the program, uh, in your community, at your church, uh, know that I'd love to come learn and see what's happening on the ground. Uh, the future of the church is local. 
It's happening in beautiful, ordinary spaces uh, across South Central Texas, across the country and around the world. Uh, and I love nothing more than learning from local communities. So if there's a way that the program can come alongside you, uh, feel free to shoot us an email or give me a call and I'd uh, love to come give you a visit. Thank you for adding that. I, I think that is helpful to know this isn't just located in Waco. It's not just in the academy that, that does have legs. Dustin is also a fine preacher in his own right and could fill his pulp, fill your pulpit. Um, I'm volunteering Dustin for that on occasion, but um, if he's out there anyway, um, wherever you are. You're a good preacher yourself. Well, I appreciate that. And um, that, that is a good, a good conclusion. Thank you all again. See you next week.